Hello, and welcome to episode 198 of Relics of Ore. I'm your host, Grybach, and joining me this evening is my wonderful co-host, Spirit. How are you doing this evening, Spirit? I am doing very well, thank you. That is excellent. Yeah, it's uh, just going to be just gonna be a co-cast tonight. Our other frequent co-host, uh, Eric, is busy wedding planning, which is uh, awesome. But it's just going to be the two of us, and we're just going to be talking about all manner of things that have gone on since our last podcast after we've been delayed several times here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the sort of main thing that's happened is just that the SAB festival has come back and now is what almost over, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's good that it's back. Uh, there were some cool things that came with it. Um, a number of gem store stuff this year, <laughs> not, not just a few things. Uh, it seemed like every week there was something new for Sab this year. We got uh, some logging tools. There's a bear that eats trees or something. <laughs> there was um, a couple gliders. One that people are very excited about, the Super Cloud Glider. Yes, um, we can definitely talk about that a bit. Yes. All of my the my wallet opened up and flew out of my pocket and flew at the screen and i had no control over it it was very strange yeah it's super strange uh, i it was i was intent on not throwing money at it and then i saw that cloud glider and i just it just yeah i i remember my exact thought process when i saw that they had a cloud glider and it was I don't know how they're going to make this a good glider. I mean, it feels like you should be standing on it. And then I saw the uh -huh. animation and you're standing on it. And I was just so blown away by the fact that they even did a glider that completely changed your model position. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was a pretty much an insta buy because it's hilarious and it fits my SAB themed character quite well. And it also fits my character that has Bifrost because it's rainbows on rainbows. Oh, super true. Yeah. I I mean, I love... It just seems like a, a glider that had really great attention to detail paid to it. I mean, not only the, the fact that you're standing up, which is huge, um, but the cloud trail is really nice. The sounds it makes when you glide, the sounds it makes when you land. It makes sounds when you hit an updraft or you're um, like changing direction and things. Um, it's just really well made all around and i was super happy to spend money on it to support well made gliders and also sab because i like super adventure box quite a lot and if me throwing a couple bucks at it every year helps more things get added to super adventure box that would be cool or you know just more things added to the game i'm not hesitant at all to support arena net yeah uh, i pretty much felt the exact same way especially about that one i have to imagine that it sold like hotcakes because gliders are one of those things that uh maybe hit or miss but it seems like if it's a if it's a hit it's they sell a lot of them so mm -hmm. i hope anyway i hope that they sold a lot of that one i actually think it's especially cool because that opens up the door for new types of standing gliders or really even just in general any type of new pose right like mm -hmm. You could conceivably have transformation tonic type gliders. Yeah, I mean, theoretically, right? Like, mm -hmm. there's no reason that you couldn't morph into a griffin or some crazy thing. Like, there's there's a ton of things you could do if they're willing to change the player silhouette while gliding. Um, the main one that came to mind was the flying carpet that we already have as a toy 
would be a great glider. Yeah. Because uh, it's pretty much the exact same, right? You'd be standing on a standing on a rectangular object that flies you around. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the hope when we get that, because I would I would totally insta buy that too. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would kind of hope because I already own the um the carpet that I would get it, but I don't I don't know. That's just wishful thinking on my part. Um, but the other one that is has some exciting potential is the riding broom, I think, which would also be a very cool Ooh, yeah. glider. And I just had the, like, I don't know what made me think of it. I guess the riding brooms, because I'm like, yeah, riding brooms. That's like Harry Potter. And I was like, I need a Hagrid's flying motorcycle because that's the next uh, ridiculous logical extension of that, right? Sure. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's tons of crazy glidery things you could have yeah i the possibilities are fairly endless so the fact that they are are willing to make that concession or choice i guess to completely change your silhouette during gliding with certain gliders is really opens up the door for a lot of creativity so that that was really exciting have you been have you been doing a lot of super adventure box this year i have i have historically been behind the first few times that super adventure box was out it was season one um and i was really busy with uh just university stuff in general working exams whatever um so i didn't have a lot of the achievements last year and last year i kind of did the whole grind and get caught up on achievements thing because i've i've sort of become an achievement hunter um i'm not ranked or anything but i uh i've enjoyed collecting achievement points in the recent years um so getting caught up on that was super fun and then this year uh my goal was to finish the rest of those off that i'd missed last year and do world 2 tribulation mode um and i am happy to say that i have been uh super tribulated uh, <laughs> uh, after much uh, death, I have completed the World 2 Tribulation mode and have all of the weapons from it. So I have both of my Super Bobble infusions now, uh, most of my sanity intact, and a few extra achievement points for my troubles, which is uh, makes me happy. And also another Ascended weapon, which is great as well. Sure. Yeah, I think I... I'm 99% sure that I did both worlds in tribulation mode when trib trib mode was new and it was a fun, but also miserable experience at the same time, <laughs> which, uh, especially, especially as other, cause yeah, no, nobody knew what the hell we were doing. So uh, yeah, that's, it's quite an experience and it uh, very much harkens to, I want to be the guy. Yes. Yeah. Um, I actually have a tradition, which I continued this year. Uh, myself and a couple friends from Relics always get together and we do tribulation mode together pretty much blind. Um, and so this year was our first foray. I had done one run of trip mode World 2 last year just to, um, you know, see what it was like, get a, a head start on this year's uh, attempt. And uh, so we forayed into that for the first time this year together we've been doing this every year for three or four years now i don't know how long it's been going on regularly but every time zab is out we're always together doing uh getting into trouble and throwing each other off cliffs and dropping rocks on each other and saying oh there's no spikes there and there are actually spikes there 
So uh, yeah, that was really fun. Um, it's actually been fun to watch because I, I take a screenshot every year as well. Um, and we bring the same character every year because all of the systems for Zab are, are character bound. So it's been cool to watch the, uh, or I put my, my three or four screenshots together this year and see the progression of our characters over the years, the different dyes and the different armors, depending on what's out. It's pretty cool. Nice. Uh, there was one more thing that I thought of. Oh yeah. So the, there's another, Zab has really good rewards. Um, it's a bit weird in that it doesn't give you any gold or karma like other festivals do. Um, it's it's very much limited to only super adventure box things, but there's some really cool things like um, the previous gem store rewards. So there was a Moto's plush backpack and a couple uh, what are known as super adventure boom boxes where you equip the item and then it plays music from super adventure box. Those were previously gem store items and they're now earnable via bobbles, so you can just get them by playing Super Adventure Bob. Well, the thing they did this year that was extra cool is they upgraded the boom boxes to so that you can get the metal varieties of them. So if you've completed Tribulation Mode for World 1 or World 2, respectively, you can buy their corresponding boom box that plays metal tunes. And so that was my thing this year, is I have to get the metal boom boxes to uh, rock out with my sad music, which is pretty cool. I loved, uh, I love those as a reward. Those are really fun types of items. The fact that they're willing to retire some gem store items and let us acquire them without uh, parting with our gems is nice as well. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, those are, those are. I like those kinds of rewards because they're they're fun and flavorful and. While I do love skins as rewards, there's sort and sort of gotten to be a point for me where uh, all of my characters sort of have an established look, and at this point, I'm kind of there's a lot of inertia that sort of prevents me from wanting to swap out pieces, especially if it's only one new thing. And mm-hmm. so, types of rewards that are fun and not necessarily skins are are a big a big plus for me because then i don't have to sort of redo my whole character costume to build around it you know Mm -hmm. um it's yeah so i i love those kinds of i love those kinds of rewards too and i I mean i always love skins as well which this year there was what red was the new color oh yeah red weapon yes do our best best uh darth vader impression now with our red lightsabers yeah, I didn't even think about that. I haven't seen a ton around, actually. Um, I guess because they're sort of slow to acquire. They really only come from doing your dailies. Yep. So uh, most people only have one or two at this point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, I- I'm going to be honest. I actually didn't bother to get them this year, kind of for that same reason that I already, <laughs> it's like I already have my characters all have their aesthetics already. And so mm-hmm. I... I actually still have the boxes for the orange ones from last year that I never chose weapons for um, sitting in my inventory. So I just was sort of like, meh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm glad that they're there, you know, for people that are super into yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a good way to add sort of unique weapons. Or I mean, it's unique in that you can only get them this year, right? Like you can't go back and get the orange ones, right? No, you can. They um, the way it works is that the boxes that you have that the 
the orange ones from the dailies last year, they actually got upgraded. So in those boxes now, you will have tokens for the red weapons. And then each day you do your dailies as well, you get one token. And then if after you do your dailies for eight days, you get the box that has the choice of the orange weapon or an additional eight red tokens. Um, eight red tokens is enough for an offhand weapon, or if you do your dailies for eight days, you can get a like a two-handed weapon or two offhands or whatever. You know, you get 16 tokens for doing eight days, essentially. Sure. If you want to go that way. Cool. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I mean they're they're both still acquirable, but the they're almost mutually exclusive in a way. Right. Um, if right. you want to, you have to sort of choose whether you want to work on one or the other, or you have to uh, be sort of inefficient about it because you can only get the reds that way. So if you want to get the oranges also, then you have to buy them, um, and they are purchasable for gold because they drop unbound from tribulation mode chests rarely. Oh, that's so they, right. Okay. Yeah. So they are available, but they're they're going to run you a couple hundred gold each if you want to go that way. Sure. I mean, you know, I'm sitting on a pile of money. You know, I, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. We'll, we'll we'll talk a little bit about what I have money or what what I have to spend my money on uh, later because it sort of ties into one of our later show points. But that's it's always good to keep that in mind. It's it can be easy to forget how <laughs> it can be easy to forget which things you can still acquire after the event, you know, mm -hmm. especially when they have a combination of, of character bound and not character bound. Cause usually rewards are only one or the other, right? Like they're, they're a gem store account bound item or they are sellable. You know, there's not usually two forms of the same reward. So it's yeah. Um, as we speak, Hunter has looted a, sellable orange skin box and is telling me that they sell on average for about 300 gold wow. so grats and and grats and <laughs> <laughs> i'm not jealous at all yeah definitely no definitely definitely not um oh yeah okay yeah i see that okay uh, i i just pulled up my old my old kite super venture weapon box and indeed it does have uh stuff the the red tokens so i guess go me for hanging on to that <laughs> yeah so anyway i went out of my way i i don't particularly care for the red weapons either i don't have any sab themed characters or anything um but what i did need immediately was the red warhorn because if you don't know every different color of sab warhorn has different sounds um, and the newest ones are typically more over the top and ridiculous than the previous ones. So uh, I would say that the red one sounds like a mix between or someone yodeling with a kazoo, I think was how I described it originally. <laughs> so if that's your thing, then I highly recommend both the orange and the red warhorn. Yeah, if you're, fantastic. if you're into doing making obnoxious noises. Yes. Yeah. If only you could dual wield warhorns. Oh my goodness. I would my be so God. OP. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. For reference, what day does Super Adventure Box end on? April 20th, so you do not have much time left. Yeah. Well, in fact, uh, I wouldn't have enough time to get uh, enough coins anyway, right? Because it's only three days from now. Yep. Yeah. Well, if you open one of your orange boxes, you would get eight tokens, which means you would be able to buy a warhorn because it's an offhand. Well, true. Yeah, I could buy a Warhorn, but 
I my the only character that would use a red weapon is my Mesmer because she's got a pretty creepy red evil vibe going with the uh, what the bladed backpack and the that's the that's the one from Scarlet, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh bladed backpack and the she is currently sporting the lunatic guard outfit dyed crimson red. So she's pretty pretty evil looking, so some red some red super adventure swords would be potentially good looking, but eh, it's fine. It's fine. I have no regrets. Oh no. Mm-hmm. The okay, so we have a resident bagpiper, someone in the, <laughs> in the nearby uh, neighborhood goes out on our back lawn and practices the bagpipes regularly and uh, the bagpiper doth approach. I can hear him in the distance, so hopefully it doesn't come through. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's wow. That's great. Uh, yeah. So is there anything else? Oh, uh, decorations, guild decorations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I totally wanted to talk about those. They added some new guild decorations. There's like six of them, I think. And they, um, are just, uh, fairly generic, Sab stuff. There was one that I was super excited for, uh, which is the Super Adventure Treehouse, but you can't go in it. Um, so if it had been like a prefabricated house that you could decorate, that would be amazing. But you just uh, you can't enter it. It has it looks like the door is open, but it just fades to black and ends. You can't actually walk inside it, which is such a bummer. I wanted it to be open. I wanted a hollow tree trunk, but. Uh, it still looks super cool, so I can't complain too much. I think there is also a campfire, um, a mushroom, some flowers, maybe a tree. I can't remember exactly what all of them were, but uh, some lovely additions to our current repertoire of guild decorations. Yeah, did you see that uh, that really huge Super Adventure Box themed decoration that uh, some guild did? No. Oh, I'll have to pull up a uh, picture of it. It's it was massive. The Guild Wars account uh, retweeted it, and uh, yeah, it was really cool looking. Uh, I sorry, I don't have a better description than that. I sort of assumed you'd seen it, but it's it's real cool. So uh, no, some... I think I was getting it mixed up because I I did see one recently. Um, I think within the last couple of days there was one where a guild had done it's not super adventure box theme but just really cool amazingly well done guild decorating they -hmm. created a wall of snow cubes so it was effectively a blank rectangular canvas and then placed um raid decorations all over the sky of the guild hall so that it cast a shadow of a portrait of a woman onto this canvas Oh, wasn't uh, that, which is uh, Mona Lisa? absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was the Mona Lisa, but it, uh, as you might expect from uh, the odd convention in which they did it, uh, it didn't exactly look like the Mona Lisa. I mean, That's it did, true. but not like not high fidelity. You might, yeah, say. sure, sure, yeah. It's true. It. I did not actually understand the method by which they had made that happen. That makes that much more impressive. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. That was absolutely uh, incredible. And I'm glad that people are, I mean, we talked about originally when they were like, oh yeah, we're going to bring you guys the the creation or the ability to sort of sandbox and, you know, decorate your guild halls however you want uh, 
from that moment, the potential was there for people to do just really crazy stuff. And the more I see, the more I'm like, yeah, I love guild decorations. Give us more. Push it farther. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, that's exactly the type of thing. There's, there's definitely a, a certain type of player. You know, there's a lot of player archetypes that we talk about, you know, with being the explorer archetype or, you know, the fashion souls or, or whatnot. But there's definitely an archetype that is the, decorator and creation tools type of player right and so Mm -hmm. it's really nice to even though we don't have player housing it's it's about as close as you can get and so it's it's a pretty it's a pretty awesome it's pretty awesome that they've added that to the game and that you know the people seem to be taking to it and making really cool creations like that's i i just love that kind of stuff so i yeah, I'm I'm glad they have it and I'm glad people are using it and liking it and yeah, so more decorations is always good, especially for that type of player. They you know, they love everything they love everything to do with that, right? They uh Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Uh was there anything else super adventure related? Hmm. I mean I guess I I have a segue to the next topic then. Right, about general general holidays. Oh well, I guess, no, I can talk about that. Um, so this year, uh, nothing has changed for the holidays again, which is mostly fine. I mean, it's not particularly exciting, but also, you know, they're working on other stuff super heavily. I don't really expect anything to change, but there's always that hope, right? That they somehow found like an extra weekend or something, to, you know? Yeah. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'm worried about Super Adventure Box in particular because um, we've pretty much completed, or it, it's been out long enough now that I have completed um, many times over all of Super Adventure Box's content. Uh, and Super Adventure Box doesn't have, like, like we talked about before, it doesn't have the advantage of having gold or karma or um, sort of game-wide rewards to draw people to this festival what you get from super adventure box is only used in super adventure box and once you have the once you've completed the content once you have the rewards um like i've got all the skins now i've got all the super adventure boom boxes i want i've got yeah i mean i'm i'm pretty much set now there's not a huge draw for me to come back super adventure box is extremely reliant on its content to carry the fun of the box, I guess. So I guess, yeah, I guess what I'm getting at is next year, um, I'm going to be hard pressed to play the box, especially since I have grounded a lot of times now for all of the weapons from world one and world two in trip mode. Right. I and think that's pretty probably, much where I'm at too. Like, yeah, <clears throat> except, you know, offset by a year because I did do all that stuff the first couple years that it was out. Right. And mm-hmm. I I still I still really enjoy it, you know, and I I'm always going to be one of the first people to say that you should be playing content because it's fun, not just because it has a reward. Yeah. But you know, with how with how many times you have to play through that content in order to get these rewards, especially the fact that the a lot of these are time gated on that kind of thing is is it, it makes it prone to burnout when there's not new content added right and so mm-hmm. in, in terms of new super adventure box levels and i i don't i honestly don't believe that we're ever going to get them 
uh, I, I think that ship has sailed. And yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be bitter about it. I guess it just sort of is what it is. And yeah, but it, it definitely, the motivation, especially if you grind out a bunch of weapons and and other achievements and stuff it definitely you you sort of get your fill and you remember your fill from the last year uh, when it comes yeah. around again so yeah it's yeah uh, a sad a sad fact i guess i mean i i know a lot of people that were super into it just like me back when it first came out it, you know we're sort of all in the same boat it's like okay i did tribulation mode enough times until my you know hair fell out basically so <laughs> um but I mean, I'm at least glad it's back, right? Because, I mean, it's yeah, great. Yeah, absolutely. It's great that, you know, players like you that didn't get a chance to do it get to actually try it out afterwards. I mean, that was what so much, it was It was so upsetting when back in the day, you know, that was just going to be, well, it's just temporary and it's uh, maybe coming back. And then they basically said, uh, actually, it's never coming back. Sorry. And it was just like, oh, that's so upsetting for so many people that maybe were too busy or just assumed it would come back or mm -hmm. whatever. So I'm, I'm glad that it does come back at the very least because, you know, it's, I think it's something that everybody should at least check out and you, you may hate it and you may find out that it's, you know, tons of hours of stuff that you wish you'd done sooner. So, Ooh. but speaking of things that never come back. Yeah. Yeah. Get at it. Yeah, so as I was playing through, like, doing my first run through this year, um, I was in World 2-2 jumping around the Gong Pagoda, and I had the realization uh, that that was exactly where I was standing when we were podcasting last year about the news that Legendaries were being canceled. <laughs> uh, oh it was a god. really weird sort of deja vu for me. I was like, oh my god, that that is that happened that was a weird time so i just thought uh we could bring it up and talk a little bit about the current state of legendaries yeah and like how far we've come since then yeah it's i mean i think that and and we sort of talked about this a little bit before but at the time that they said that they were being canceled i think we both pretty much said that we thought it was a huge mistake and at the very least they should still come out with them but find a way to do them faster you know via just a collect or you know just just a more like a crafting collection and and mm -hmm. cut the world events if they needed to and so for for quite a while we didn't that they were just canceled that was the last word basically and so at the time that they finally reannounced that they were gonna be coming back in the in the form that they are i think we were both quite happy with that decision you know the the quests that we got for the first three and for uh, Chupa and Chumpawat were really good, but it's better to have it's better to have these large goals, even if they're not as involved, than to not have them at all. And so mm -hmm. I have to really commend ArenaNet for sort of putting it back on the table, so to speak. Uh, I know yeah. that we love to make fun of the the table metaphor, but uh, it was a good it was a good instance of them, uh, much like Super Adventure Box, in fact, of bringing something back onto the table that had basically been canceled because enough people were upset about it and frustrated about it and they made the best compromise that they could. So we, since then, so that was a, a year ago you said, right? 
Yeah, almost exactly. I think it was a year ago, April. Because, I, I mean, uh, when we talked about it, when we podcasted about it, I was in the Super Adventure Pod. <laughs> right. So, uh, isn't there... I think I feel like you're missing one from this list. You put no. I think I think that's even generous because Chukin Jumpawat came out at the time that they were. Is Eureka the mace? Yes. Oh, then I've just completely forgotten the name of the mace. Okay, never mind. Now you got them all. I I was thinking the mace wasn't on there for some reason. Uh, yeah. So we have we have Chupa and Jumpawat. We've got Eureka, the HMS Divinity, and Shushidu. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Which is. Uh, a, a healthy mix of of legendaries um it, i think it's let's see i'm trying to remember i think it's interesting because you know we, we've had this discussion about how some legendaries are quote joke weapons and some legendaries are quote badass weapons mm-hmm. and how there's been segments of the player base that were frustrated that they never had a legendary that wasn't a joke weapon and the the sort of the really contentious one was the HMS Divinity, right? Because the pistol, the original pistol, was clearly uh, that's that's a pistol, right? Or is it a rifle? The it's a rifle. Oh, it's a rifle. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess that's not. Never mind. Yeah, I, I guess I'm just <laughs> full of crap. But I I remember that people were uh, critical of that one. Let's say. Yeah, I think it's like uh, whether or not it's a joke. <laughs> yeah, she said she shadow also. Uh, was a bit contentious. Um, I mean, not, I, I don't think she was clearly that a joke. HMS Divinity was <laughs> <laughs> like right, but it, the fact that people, you know, people who don't appreciate uh, or who don't want uh, any joke legendaries, they want to be able to choose between two serious ones. Get irritated when there is a joke option. Sure, I guess um, that's true too. And there's also the. Uh, the faction of people who are irritated when their favorite weapon type just doesn't, you know, isn't the next one to be put out. And I honestly, I don't think that either of those people are in the right per se, but you know, they have an argument and they are going to make it vocally known. Well, and then there's the third group too, that it is their weapon type and they just don't like the design, right? Which is, could be a subset of the joke weapon, but even if it's not considered a joke weapon, you know, that, that's, now that we know that we're probably not getting a set of legendaries with each expansion because they've sort of been backburnered, it's mm-hmm. it sort of changes the tenor a little bit from like, oh, well, this new legendary isn't to my liking when it changes to the final legendary of this weapon type isn't to my liking. Uh, I, I can understand that being upsetting, but at the same time, you know, it it just comes down to taste and you can't make everyone happy. So at a certain yeah. point, that's just uh, it's just just too bad. But yeah, yeah. So in in the twelve months, let's let's not count Chupa and Chumpawat because it it was already basically finished by the time the announcement was that they were completely you know getting axed. So that leaves us with three. So that's a legendary every four months, basically. Yeah, after what it was a, a six month period in which there were none, and then that's the three true. came out after that. That's true. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a bit it's a bit of a slow pace, but you know, uh, legendaries take a lot of time to <laughs> create anyway, and mm-hmm. uh, so you know, I think that's life, right? Yep. Are you are you happy with the rate at which they're coming out now? Uh, yes and no. When I think about it from a perspective of uh, like you know, there's one legendary every couple months, I'm like, yeah, 
yeah, that's a that's a decent clip. I don't mind. Uh, but when you think about like, oh man, I've really been waiting for this dagger. I want like I want a I want a dagger. What if it's the last one that I'm waiting for like two years? Ugh. So mixed feelings mostly. I think I I can't begrudge their current pace at all. But uh, at the same time, you know, I'm one of those people holding out for. Oh, I really want a dagger. Oh, I really want a you know a different great sword. God, a weapon that's not a skybox would be great. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm just, I guess I'm just looking forward to it, and the sooner they get here, the better. But you know, I what can't is there? Begrudge. Is there a specific weapon you're looking for that isn't out? I, I really want a, a legendary dagger. Um, I incinerator's okay. Um, I would like something with a blade. I, I feel really like that's have generous. like. <laughs> I feel I, Incinerator is one of the least impressive legendaries, in my opinion. It looks like uh, a glorified. I think it's fine. It's just not flare. to my taste. It's like a rogue um, flare weapon. Like sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, sorry, I'm being mean to Incinerator, but I've always hated that weapon. <laughs> yeah, no, I I could I could go for a dagger. Yeah, I can't remember. I th- I think it was a dagger, and there was like one other thing. Oh, I would like a longbow. I think as well. If there was a another longbow depending on what it looks like. Uh, but just uh, weapons that I'm motivated to get uh, would be nice because I I haven't made any of the new ones just because none of them have been to my taste. I haven't needed or wanted to... A... Actually, that's not true. I built Flameseeker Prophecies since Shushudu came out. But that was because uh, my significant other and I are making matching Mesmer characters, and uh, Flame Seeker Prophecies was a requirement, so I had to make one. Uh, that's great. Uh, well, I mean, that, and that's the thing, you know that there's not going to be another one, probably. So that's, yeah. your, uh, that's your legendary shield choice nailed down there. They also got... Uh, upgrades semi-recently i can't remember if we talked about it or not but the shield any any class that throws a shield uh now with flame seeker prophecies throws a book projectile out which is pretty cool so that is pretty uh, cool. the visual upgrade shifted the shield legendary meta for me and i went out of my way to get one yeah you just gotta really throw the book at him yeah yeah that's great uh yeah i i don't know what i i think dagger would be good or maybe maybe scepter for my necromancer to have on the condi set because my condi set doesn't have i don't have a legendary for my condi set that i want so really either scepter or a dagger would be pretty good or potentially you know depending on what the new elite specialization from the eventual next expansion gives us for a weapon if we do or don't have that that's i guess oh, that's true up in the air and again we don't even know if it would be a condi spec so yeah there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of ifs there but so i guess that would mostly be confined to scepter or dagger um because yeah that was that was sort of what i was talking about earlier was that i you know i i i have a lot of gold i'm sitting on a lot of gold and i don't I don't really have anything to spend it on anymore these days. Mm-hmm. And, and I probably have enough for a legendary or most of a legendary. And so at this point, I'm sort of just waiting to find the one that I want. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. And and I'm not the kind that would just go and grind out a legendary just to do just to have something to do. Right. Uh, I. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's definitely a playstyle for some people, and that's that's fine. But for me, 
if I don't actively want it, like I, I don't want to spend all that time doing that. And so, especially when I've already done it, what, like four times, I guess, I don't know, something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's good. I guess it'll be interesting to see if we get a legendary with the expansion, whenever that's slated to drop, um, or if it'll just sort of be an independent, you know, it's just an independent team that's working on them and they sort of just come in whenever. Right. Yeah. I don't, I should look it up. I don't want to say anything. I feel like each one has come with the last three Living World episodes. Um, I, I think they have two, but I, I, yeah, like what you said, don't, don't take our word for it. We, yeah. <laughs> disclaimer, maybe shoving my foot in my mouth, can't quite tell yet. Yeah. Disclaimer, we may be idiots. It, you know, <laughs> like that's, that's always on the table uh, that we don't know what the hell we're talking about. So. No. You know, but you should know that if you are still listening. Do you have any? I mean, we talked about specific uh, weapon types that you would go for, but there's, is there any like aesthetic thing, legendary wise, that like it? This is the weapon that is made for you. This is the Grybach legendary. Do you have a particular <laughs> thing that you'd like to see in game? <laughs> Just because it would make Hunter mad, I want a legendary backpack that's a cape. Uh, no, let me, I mean, I, I would, but, uh, let me, let me think about that for a second. Um, so for great sword, I would want it to not be huge. I would rather have it be like ornate. I mean, this is just in general where it comes down to with my preferences, but I would much rather have something that is ornate and has a really cool particle effect than something that is gigantic. Uh, I, I have sunrise, and I think it looks fine for the vibe that I have going for my guardian, but I don't really like it on any of my other characters. And in general, I don't like that, you know, sort of super broad weapons. And so just as a general rule of thumb, I would prefer things that are more uh, an, an elegant and, and interesting particle effect design. So I... I think the HMS Divinity is something that is super cool looking theoretically, but not something that I would ever want to use on a character. Um, you know, if that if that helps to inform anything, just because it's so uh, chunky, I guess I would say. Sure. But yeah, so I actually, so let's see what the the minstrel is. Focus is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would really like something of the sort of visual impact of the minstrel uh, or or something like that for, uh, how would I say that? Like if I want a dagger, I want it to stand out without necessarily being gigantic because I think that's one of the things I also find unimpressive about Incinerator is that it, it sort of just doesn't stand out. Like it looks like you're just sort of holding a little unmoving flame. So, you know, I, I think the minstrel is a really cool offhand weapon but what's the what even is the original warhorn howler oh howler also i've never found that particularly impressive yeah yeah i don't know i guess i i guess i haven't thought about too much and i think partly that's because i just as a general rule of thumb in life i try to not overly get my i try to not overly imagine things that i have no basis for that imagination so i really like speculating on things that we have clues on 
but I don't spend a lot of brain space like saying, oh gosh, I really wish we had this because then it sort of can, at least for me personally, it can sort of breed frustration and resentment that like, why didn't they ever do this? But it's, sure. it's really all just in my head. <laughs> they never said they would do that. So um, yeah, I guess I, I, I'm going to go with capes. Yeah, that's it. I'm just going to just circle back. <laughs> capes, just because I know how much everybody hates them. Um, just looking at our show notes. Well, so the other, the other sort of bigger piece of news, I guess, is that the timeline on episode five. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, really, all we know is that uh, episode five is on the way. It's going to be a little bit longer of a window between episode four and five than it has been of three and four or two and three, whatever. Um closer to three months than two months they said um we i believe hit the two month mark last week so we know it's probably coming in the next few weeks um but don't have a specific date on it yet how do you how do you feel about sort of that being a timing like it are you disappointed that it's taking them longer are you fine with it because it's ostensibly taking the time to get it right uh do you feel like you're, you know, hitting the content drought? Like, what's your, what's your general sentiment on the living story schedule at this point? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I think, I think I will be hitting a, a content drought. I think the thing that's kept me from feeling that before is we've been in the holiday season. Mm-hmm. I don't just mean like the holiday, like the IRL holiday season, but that's kind of it. It's just that between halloween and super adventure box there's a festival basically every every month every other month and so when um when there's not a living story when there is a living story there's quite a bit that comes out with that for me to do and then between that uh there was holidays and i had a bunch of stuff to do in game even if it was just achievements and checking things off uh but i had i had there were things to to be done um I am sort of scraping the bottom of the barrel now, and with Super Adventure Box going away, I'm kind of worried that the next sort of six months is going to be pretty dry. With right, only have, something new every two months. Right, we're gonna have our we're gonna have our big living story drop, and then dot dot dot. <laughs> yeah, I, we really don't know, and it comes it comes back to uh, Arena Nut's sort of p- policy lately on these things is we. We don't know what's coming next. We know episode five is coming. We have no idea if there's an episode six. Uh, We have no idea how long this season's going to run. We don't know if there's going to be another living story season after it. We don't know. uh, We know there's an expansion coming. We have no idea a timeline on that. So does, you know, does this, the end of the season, whenever it comes, segue into an expansion? Does it segue into another living story, living world season? Do we even know the episode? Do we know how many episodes are in this season? No, we have no idea. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... And, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, too, uh, because there was an event going on in Warframe that I really liked. How it's so odd that Guild Wars is both uh, totally predictable and totally unpredictable in the fact that we know there's going to be these festivals every year. They're going to happen at this time. They're going to last for two, like three to four weeks maximum. And then they're gone. And I was really wishing uh, Warframe has these events that, you know, spin up for a week or, you know, these 
the one in particular that I was doing was a, a guild event where you competed in a PVE mission to see to beat other people's scores. And if you're in the top certain percentage, you got a special guild decoration, essentially. Uh, and that was really fun for me to jump in with my guildmates for a week and you know talk to some people I don't see all that often anymore and work really hard on getting this trophy. Uh, and there's never anything like that for Guild Wars 2. There's no weekend events, there's no like double faction bonuses or PvP kind of... Th I mean, there is kind of for PvP when there's a season on, but it lasts so long that it's not very focused and it's not unpredictable. Wait, this game where... has, has PvP? <laughs> I know I'm being mean. Sorry. Uh, yeah. But yeah, no, I I, I know what you mean. You, it, it's it's predictable, but also yeah, and especially with the the information communication policy, right? I mean, I know mm -hmm. that we've harped on it a lot of times, but it it makes it hard to have planned events aside from aside from holidays because you just don't know you don't know when it's coming. And mm -hmm. it's yeah, yeah, it's tough. Uh, I I think I I worry about said potential content drought too. I mean, season so this is season three, right? Yep. So season two had eight episodes, but there were but it was really more like two halves of four. Mm -hmm. So we're not really having a break between the episodes, but they're coming out farther apart. So I mean maybe there's eight episodes maybe there's six because they're farther apart i don't know i mean it let's see do we have um i don't know ask your question oh i was just gonna say so what are because i've been feeling like with these living story things it's like we're sort of telling multiple stories in parallel with one another yeah actually so i what i was gonna say relates to that um there seems to be at least as far as i know and what is speculated um, the conversations I've had with uh, guildmates and other community members recently, there seems to be three teams that work on Living Story, and they're uh, leapfrogging over each other. So one and four were done by the same team, both considered uh, are concerned with the white mantle. So theoretically, two and five, three and six would also be the same teams. And then so our the speculation that we talked about recently is you either end with six episodes because each team has done uh, two episodes or you end with nine because each team will have done three at that point. Or um, 12 if you're going really crazy. Oh, yeah, if you're going super ham. <laughs> super uh, ham. Super ham, yes. Uh, which, I, I mean, I don't think that that has to be necessarily. I mean, they could easily cut off with seven or eight episodes they don't have to send you know that not every team has to do the same amount like they could be moved off on another one if the if their plot thread wraps up or whatever but uh this is the pattern that we've noticed and that we're speculating on sure yeah uh are you leaning more towards six or nine it depends um i kind of feel like nine uh but i don't i just don't know it feels it feels like if there was six, it would have to wrap up really fast, right? Because there's a ton of uh, sort of unaddressed things at this point. And it, even if they shifted to, say, episode five is like all about wrapping things up and then six is an epilogue, it seems really fast. Uh, so I think I, I kind of hope it's nine to give it the proper buildup and uh, time that it needs 
I just, I don't know. It's too, too unpredictable at this point, I think. So, but at this point, that would mean it's, when did season three start? That is a good question. Like middle of um, last year, right? I can't remember, honestly. Let's, I have no idea. Let's use Google. Living World Season 3. Start date. Living World Season 3 began July 26th, 2016. So we've had four episodes in nine months, right? Yes. Yeah. So that would mean that if we... And we're about to get the fifth, so... Basically, it would take another ostensibly nine months to get four more episodes out if we were doing a nine, ep- or, you know, if, if it goes at the same rate and it was going to be a multiple of three and it was nine episodes before expansion, that would put it at August of next year. No, that's that's more than sorry. That would put it at holiday. Let's see. Yeah, like holiday season uh, at the end of this year or early next year for an expansion. That's actually not that implausible. Yeah, that's not. Yeah. Uh, at, at first I was like, oh, no, that's so long before the next expansion. But that uh, that sounds not unreasonable. Yeah, it sounded like a long time. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It sounded like a long time as I was like just putting it in terms of how long it's been and how long it would be ex- extending outward. But then when I put the actual dates uh, that does not sound that unreasonable actually so maybe yeah nine nine that would be reasonable i think three episodes per story arc is a reasonable i mean the three act structure is a pretty standard mechanism for writing and movieing and all of that thing so having effectively three acts of each story uh, that we're doing sort of even though they all interweave together would be logical slash reasonable so, yeah, maybe. Maybe we're onto something here. I'm sure we're not the first people to have done this. No. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I, I agree. I think six would be tough to wrap it up in. Yeah. Unless, well, yeah, I mean, it just depends on how much they're planning to wrap it up uh, in Living Story versus Expansion, right? Um, yeah, that's true. I mean, if, it, if it's like the, so if like Living Story is the build up to the expansion and the expansion is like the the big unraveling where everything goes nuts and you get that sort of big story dump with the resolution uh, relatively instantly, that could be one way of going about it as well. Yeah. I guess it depend, uh, how well I would receive that would depend on the gap between the end of the season and the expansion. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah, there's there's uh, no way of knowing that because nope, we don't they don't talk to us. <laughs> we don't we have no <laughs> idea what the structure is gonna be. So, uh, oh well, it's fine. I don't wanna I don't wanna rag on that too much. We've already yeah, we've already said our piece on that um many many times. Me especially, I know I complain about that a lot. So, yeah, I mean that's oh I guess uh, sad news potentially is the the esports dropping guild wars 2 oh, right yeah esl yeah esl goes down there guild wars 2 or is about to they were doing two more tournaments at the time that they announced it and i think, I think one of them for sure it. has passed and i'm not sure if the second one has i think i remember seeing tweets about like the final so i i sort of assume that it's already done but maybe mm-hmm. i'm out of the loop so yeah i clearly based on my dialogue earlier this episode never put too much stock in the esports angle of guild wars 2 but it's still a little sad 
Yeah, I I don't really understand it. Um, I mean, I, I, I do because not much has happened in the way of PvP recently. I mean, they, they've been working really hard on the seasons, but there haven't been really any big competitive events, which has been strange. I just don't really... I mean, we they don't talk to us, we don't know. I don't have any idea what's going on, but uh, sad to see it go from the perspective of it's sad to see one of your favorite games... Uh, Man, I don't want to say dying, but, you know, lose a significant portion of the community or a significant thing that is exciting to a portion of the community. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, much much like many things, uh, I feel like it's just sort of another example of ArenaNet trying to do too many things all at once and not being able mm-hmm. to finish a lot of them and then just sort of moving on, you know? Um scope scope creep so to speak i think that that's yeah, been a that's cons- a that's a good phrase i like that yeah it's been, that one it's been a consistent trend over the past four years god is that right yeah uh we're looking at the game's fifth anniversary in august yeah so it's been a it's been a pretty consistent trend of a lot of a lot of new ideas and kind of too many all at once and then a lot of them kind of uh stopping there and yeah but it it is what it is so sometimes mm-hmm. it catches up with you i guess so yeah i uh, i don't think we have anything really else to talk about this episode right no that's really it what an odd note to end on yeah yeah uh feature creep <laughs> uh but even though it's not coming right now it should be pretty quick with this new episode so that'll definitely give us a whole huge thing of set of episodes to do speculation uh analysis uh, you know uh, critique things that we loved a uh, new map ostensibly um so you know things are things are looking up even though it's i i will say even though we don't have a ton of information at least they did come out and tell us that it was going to be later than the usual ones like i am perfectly happy to hear news of that nature like to just be upfront about it so that we're not just wondering like well when's it yeah when's it gonna happen like saying yeah it'll be closer yeah. to the larger end like that's fine that doesn't make me upset yeah i guess i didn't i didn't really answer your question before when you, you asked about that but i'm definitely in the same boat where you know if they need a little bit more time to make the you know make it more polished and uh a better experience I, a couple weeks i don't I don't mind it all please please go ahead and make it better well, especially if, you know, by the sounds of it, they're considering this episode to be more important or more significant, perhaps. Maybe not important, but, you know, it's it's not just we ran into technical difficulties. It is this is a very significant chapter and we want to get it right like that. That yeah, alone actually, is pretty exciting. Uh, his actual words are it's an important episode and we're taking the time to get it right. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's fine. That's fine. I'm fine with that. It's all good. Yeah, so. I can't. I can't. If it is an important episode, I can't wait to see what it is. Um, if we're if we're going by the uh, the three episode uh, matching episodes theory that we put forward earlier, the next one is going to swing back to dealing with Primordis, which could be very cool. Yeah, I mean, on the one hand, more Norn story. On the other hand, oh, don't. <laughs> I'm still bitter about Norn Story. Don't remind me. I want Norn Story so much, but I just don't expect it. But if they give it to me, I'll be so happy, but I just don't expect it. 
I am so like up and down with Norn's story. Just oh, don't play with my heartstrings. On the other hand, we have Bram's story, which I'm really tired of. That's true. Uh, Speaking so. of my heartstrings. Yeah. Anyway. Alrighty. Well, it has been uh, fun recording an episode. Uh, sorry we got so delayed. We kind of meant to do one like two weeks ago, and then it got pushed off to last week, and then things happened at the last minute, and so here we are in this week. So it's it's been a <laughs> while, uh, but life happens, I guess, and you know there haven't yeah. been any updates of new new content, so that's that's fine. We are not the consistent podcast like our friends over at Hosts of Ascalon who do it every two weeks. And I, my hat is off to them for keeping up a schedule like that because obviously I can't. So, uh, you know, give them a listen. They're, they are fun. I have dropped into their live stream or, uh, let's see. Yeah. Dropped into that a few times and, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's good. Good podcast. Yeah. That's your mini cast guest this week. <laughs> I didn't say the thing. Oh, wait, I do have a, actually have a cast cast. Hold on. Oh. Hello, and welcome to Cast Cast, the podcast within the past cast about the cast of other podcasts and style cast of other podcasts. Oh, man, there was a little bit of a collision there. Do you, um, you want to take a breather and try it again? <laughs> no, that it's it's happening. It's 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 what it is. I'll try again next time. Uh, there was two two threads on the subreddit that were I found of interest enough to point out to you guys. Um, one of which was things you wish you knew when you started playing uh, Engineer, and the other was things you wish you knew when you started playing Necromancer. And they have some both some very good advice from uh, experts on the profession about how to play each class. So I will pass the links along to you guys to do with as you please. I think there's a Mesmer thread too now, although I didn't check it. I wouldn't be surprised. We had, actually, there was a fantastic thread, and I the only reason I'm not going to link that is because it was a couple of years ago, and it's probably out of date now. Um, but a while ago, there was a Did You Know series about each class. So if you want to dig those up on the subreddit, I'm sure you can still find them. I don't know how useful they'll be now. Uh, but that one was specifically targeted at expert players of each profession, and there was some wonderful information there about... Um, just the little intricacies you really only know about a class once you've got hundreds of hours into it. Uh, so I really enjoyed those threads as well. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty, cool. Well, uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Spirit, for joining me again this week. And we will be back sometime soonish. And definitely we'll be back when the new awesome chapter of Living Story hits. So Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited actually. So uh, yeah, we will be back sometime soonish. This has been another episode of Relics of War. If you want to get in touch with us, you can check out our website and forums at relicsofwar.com, email us at relicsofwar at gmail.com, or find us on your favorite social media site just by searching Relics of ORR. If you'd like to join us in-game, you can send a whisper or in-game mail to Spiritface, or drop us a note on Twitter or our website and say hi. Lastly, if you listen to the podcast on iTunes, feel free to leave us a comment and the rating you feel we deserve.